This is Moss Whelan and Story in Mind. And I'm just heading out the door. It's uh, afternoon. I've been working on a spotlight article for the local convention. What is a spotlight article? A spotlight article is uh, shining a spotlight on a, a particular particular guest, particular um, person. And so, let's see, I've been going through the guests of honor that are lined up for um, the upcoming convention in October, and part of me thinks, it's like, oh man, that's, you know, that's a long ways away, but I know that in no time it's going to be, it's going to be October, (laughs) so it's better to do as much as I can now, Uh, and then too I can move on to other stuff. And article I was doing was uh, Ethan Siegel, Doctor Ethan Siegel, and he's an astrophysicist. I think he's in Portland, Oregon, and originally from New York. It's like now I've got all this information crammed in my head, and I was looking for the story though, and from a number of sources I I, I picked up. Uh, sort of uh, past information about um, you know he'd watched Star Trek as a child you know and sort of what it was part of what made him interested in the science and the science aspect of it but also the ethics involved and then I saw he has these great costumes that he does. And he's also got this really uh, cool... Um, I've heard it described as a pirate's beard. So I was like, oh, okay. And for me, too, I look at it and I go, this is the kind of, pir- this is the kind of beard that uh, a lot of people are um, wanting. And... Or at least in my mind, I'm going. Uh, you know, this is uh, this is the type of thing. <laughs> it's my it's my dream beard. It's uh, and I'm I'm thinking about it more, and I'm going, yeah, I guess I can see the sort of the pirate side of the whole equation. And there's this aspect of being being who you truly are. You know, right? Don't um, don't sell out and. You know, don't sort of sacrifice your happiness to uh, please others. Sort of. Anyways, as I was doing this article, that that was the kind of, that was the sort of story that I ended up finding. And uh, this was from listening to a number of podcasts and uh, reading articles. He'd written Twitter posts 
Um, yeah, yeah. So it's sort of building up this. First, it was finding a framework, and then, and then adding to it, and asking questions, and going and seeing if I could add stuff to this. Uh, so I've done two of these, and I've contacted one person, the uh, artist guest of honor, and so that's up next. I think there's a, actually no, there's a number of guests of honor, and but two down, two done. Uh, the thing I, I notice with Ethan is that he has uh, there's two communities that he's involved with, and I was thinking that. I could contact locally and invite. Uh, so I did that yesterday. And then hopefully he'll get this article and say, either uh, give it the A-OK or make uh, adjustments. So part of this walk and talk is going to the library. I finished reading Spider Robinson's Telempath. And I I I liked it. There were moments that were and two I've got to say that this is his first novel. And I think I think it's a I think it's a great first novel and For, for me, there was a bit of a mind shift because it's, a, it's part of an ethos, uh, kind of, yeah, it's part of an ethos culture, subculture, there's references, uh, and two, that I could connect to, but at the same time, uh, am sort of on the outside of. And then uh, references, say, spiritual references, references to Buddhism, and again, I was able to, you know, connect and navigate. I, I like, I like where it brought me. Like I like where I ended up, and it felt like a, it felt like a good place. <clears throat> Why? Um, what? What? Where I got to was this synthesis, and I, I was asking for. It's like, why, why don't we have more stories where we end, you know, even if there's violence in the story, we, we have some kind of resolution. You know, it's not this uh, horrible battle, you know, revenge fantasy. It's like, oh, you know, oh, everything's all better now. You know, I, I got my payback. And there isn't really a... Um, sense of transformation or or too I guess in, in the case of a tragedy <laughs> that it's 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 the opposite I'm starting to th- rethink all of these Hollywood movies so well oh, maybe they're tragedies maybe that's what's going on they're just really dressed up glossy glittering tragedies 
um, the sort of stuff where you leave the the theater and you're not quite sure it you know it was amazing everything was amazing but there's this sort of kind of sour feeling it's like why why doesn't it feel like you know the uh this you know the story and then too it's supposed to be this you know oh well this is for adults and it's going well you know it's like, i don't know <laughs> this is a hard sell it's for mature people. I guess I'm guess I'm one of the immature ones. I'm just remembering a um, Michael Douglas movie. Uh, my friend and I we went, and we didn't realize it was a drama. We thought it was going to be an action movie, and it looked like a great action movie, but it turned out to be this. Um, And two, there was this disappointment. Remember, we were sitting there and going, it's like, oh, you know, this guy is, you know, he's not, and two, he thinks he's the hero. It felt like we were suckered because, you know, the trailers, I remember the advertisements were kept sort of going, uh, you know, this guy is going to win back his family and, you know, we saw firearms, and it's like, oh, this looks exciting. And uh, it wasn't. And I think it was. They had the story, and they go, "Oh, guy, we got to, we got to save ourselves here. We've got to pitch this, and basically you know, lie to the audience." One interesting thing with this book, Telempath, was uh, looking at the way it was constructed say thinking about thinking about the uh, the edits and uh, thinking about the edits and that say choices there were two uh, for me it felt like there were these two big plot twists and then there was this expectation after that. It was like going, okay, all right, we're going to have at least one more plot twist, maybe two. This is great. And there wasn't. And I actually got used to this. It was getting closer to the end. And I was like, oh, okay, all right. There's no, we're not, uh, we're not going to do any more plot twists. And the two earlier ones were shockers. And... <clears throat> The one that occurs near the end, it's it's almost like a anti-plot twist. That there's this anti-climax, but I sat with it, and I was I was sort of meditating on it. I was, I was like, well, that's an interesting choice. Okay, you know, and I didn't see that coming, and. Just, you know, if you're listening to this, just even in the delivery, it's getting to the point, I'm sure, of, you know, that it's turning into a spoiler just by knowing the, uh, the structure of the story. <clears throat> All right, so... Uh... 
Uh, it, it's interesting because in my mind, there's terminology, um, there's terminology and context and slang that to me seems like it would be more that it would exist in an uh, underground <clears throat> and that it's not contemporary. What am I thinking of? It's just that I'm not seeing a lot of... Uh, I'm just sort of like, you know, kind of compartmentalizing right now. It's like, yeah, what was that? There was... Uh, it, it's you know, sort of countercultural. Countercultural references, slang, uh, hippie references. And that's where I'm coming from. So I was sort of... Oh, and there was that sort of surprise. Uh, but it, it, it kind of it kind of took me let's say it took me back, but it also uh, brought me to somewhere. So it was almost like say, you know, hippie science fiction, right? Something like that. And I, I was like, yes, and I was like, going, wow! I didn't even, I didn't even know that, you know, that that was being written. It seems like everything I've read, kind of, pushes it into a subtext, or, um, you know, perhaps you could read it, you know, that way, but it's not overt. Where this is overt. <clears throat> Uh, anything else? The the main character is uh, black, African American, and that's another great thing about it. Is you know here's a Spider Robinson is white, so I'm getting this. He's writing something. You know he's he's writing to this. He's writing a character that is um, it, it just sort of gave, gives me encouragement you know, because, because that's what I, something I want to do I want to, I want to be at least in writing I want to get more diverse instead of what's been uh, happening or has happened and I, I think I see sort of a greater chance of accomplishing that in small press whereas uh, upstairs with the, the top 20 and and too I was I was told that I was you know you know that's not going to sell I, you know we're not going to do that <clears throat> so I'm looking at this I'm looking at the you know the publisher and I'm going, okay all right this is possible uh, and two that it it should not be an issue, and it's uh, so. I'm, I'm glad this is out there, and if only for that, you know, that I would promote it. And I'm, I'm glad that I sort of pushed myself through to to read it, uh, because it doesn't for me. It doesn't. It doesn't always happen. It's 
sort of sit down with the book and it doesn't um, it's just dip- difficult to concentrate uh, it's hard enough to be fo- writing to be actually writing and I, I know this that's a common complaint but this I'm talking about reading something I wonder too if he's okay about that like say you know, if I mention that, uh, I, and too, I posted on Twitter and said, you know, that I really liked the, the synthesis at the end, uh, which is where we have this, uh, this mix of, um, oh, go ahead, this mix of, I'm at an intersection again. And two, it was a it was a weird intersection, like one of those four-way stops where you're you're not quite sure where you exist in the whole paradigm. Okay, so <clears throat> uh, synthesis. There is there is an argument. Uh, going through, and I'd like to say that it has to do with uh, the argument has to do with uh, fear. Was it fear breeding violence that people's people's fear um, that if we don't conquer our fear that it's going to lead to violence. Violence and revenge. <clears throat> so that's that's what I was getting out of this. I was having these moments of... Um, especially at the end, where there's this... Like I said, there's this uh, anticlimactic plot twist, which... <laughs> totally gives it away. But two, as a, as a writer, I hope you can appreciate it, that I'm talking structure. But that there's an actual purpose to it, because I actually put down the book, or not put down the book, but I just sort of had this moment. I sat there and I went, okay, what just happened? And is it necessary to go through? Part of me was saying, there's something missing here. But as I went through, I was like, no, wait, there's, there's been an emotional arc that does lead up to this. But it's so alien for, it truly is science fiction in a psychological or even from the, the title, which has empath in it, in an empathic sense, it is so challenging to put aside and uh, there is there is this rage that exists in the story and that ultimately that that is put aside and that's part of this synthesis 
that uh, I mentioned. And that, that kind of gives you what, what this, you know, what the, the theme is that's going on in the story. And it could very well be that it, you know, this is not planned out, but in my own ex- experience with writing, that there's the, the deep uh, subconscious, which in the story is referred to as the undermined. But there's so much going on down there. And, and two, it's not even down there. It's, it's just that, you know, that's how we are, are filtering, you know, uh, filtering the experience of writing. But there's a, something uh, much larger at work. And, and, uh, <clears throat> let's see, getting closer to the library here. So what it actually did was it actually gave me pause and a moment to think. It wasn't a book to just put down and go, okay, well, let's move on to the next book. It was a book that made me think, you know. And, and in, in my book, you know, that's, that's awesome. So... <clears throat> do, I, do I rave upstairs and downstairs about it? One of my thoughts right away was that uh, I, I saw the potential for a second, um, a part two. Uh, th- this one is, for lack of a better, post-apocalyptic, and it is um, it's set on Earth. And right away I wanted more, and I was like going... Hey, what what about? It feels kind of like they're headed this way, but what if, you know, what if they, you know, go into space or they, um, you know, encounter kind of like the next step in evolution, you know, the next level. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah, so that's uh <clears throat> I think that's another good sign. If if you if you put it down and you're not your <laughs> your subconscious or undermined is not done yet, right? Like you still still thinking about these characters. And two, it's left on this kind of um there's this potential for more. <clears throat> You know that there's uh, there's something to to go out there to do. Reading about the history. So I, I, originally it was done as a novella, and it was it was cool looking it up because uh, once again it was sort of seeing process and how something that had started it as a novella. This is the first part. And then ends. 
One comparison I, I had right away was uh, Colin Wilson. And not the same, but there was this kind of feeling going on. Uh, and I, I want to say the book, I, I'm pretty sure the book is The Mind Parasites. And there's a quality to it because of this um, talking about uh, the undermined, you know, this sort of, um, this part of ourselves that we don't spend time in. And two, I've talked a bunch about that as far as, say, constructing something within oneself and, and considering that. It's like, well, what am I building within myself? What kind of city or, uh, you know, what kind of place, what kind of you know, people live there? person lives there, what kind of existence is it? I was looking at these uh, album covers from the 1970s, they were bands by like yeah, Yes and uh, Asia, and the artist, I'm drawing a blank on, but it's these fantastical settings, and there's these... Um, trees that are kind of fungal and it was, just, it was very cool to see but I was kind of interested in uh, sorry just backtracking now at another intersection Halfway through intersection. Uh, so there's there's this art. It's invoking this sort of feeling. And I was mentioning. Oh yes, the 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 mind parasites. So Colin Wilson. It starts off with this discovery of uh, an archaeological dig. It, it goes weird because it turns out it's by it was created by this sort of uh, Lovecraftian um, antediluvian, I guess, or it might be pre-antediluvian. Oh, wait a minute, antediluvian is before the flood. Anyways, it's this this huge city of stone was constructed by uh, not by humans and. So it goes into that for a while, and I love that part of the story. I was just sort of very engrossed. Just, what the heck? Uh, and too, I believe I was reading it as a teen, and it was just sort of—it was the weirdest thing. And then, and then the story shifts into talking about uh, how the moon influences and sort of suppresses people. Um, okay, just a second. We're going inside the library. Be very quiet. Hi, just returning.
Okay, there we go. Back out to the, the chaos. The organized chaos. Uh, so I was mentioning the mind parasites. Uh, and... Uh, the, 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 this group of scientists realize what's going on. Uh, and so there's a, there's a slight similarity with that because uh, in, in uh, Telempath by Spider Robinson, we, we, get, we get into that area of <coughs> considering, considering the mind, considering thought and thinking and why are we so freaking um, violent? And uh, why are we dumping all this money into war? And uh, have strife inside, you know, personally with others. There's these beautiful moments of uh, characters kind of almost like slapping each other emotionally and saying, wake up! Why are you doing this to yourself? You're torturing yourself, and I don't know about you, but uh, you know, I'm I'm around that. Uh, and uh, working on building something better. So personally, it had a it had a lot of meaning. It was uh, relevant. There we go. And two, it was, it was, it was, sh- it was showing me something, and giving me something that uh, I haven't read for a while. Like, say, I grew up around this stuff, the uh, countercultural references, and so it was something that I could uh, grok as uh, one word that was. Uh, brought up, rocking. And I remember reading that sci-fi story uh, a while ago, long, a while ago, long time ago. I've, I probably got it wrong, but I think it was something like a, a stranger from a strange land. It was something like that. Uh, was that Heinlein? Heinlein? Uh, sci-fi writer, author. <clears throat> I don't know why, but I think actually it's... I was interviewing a little while back, a couple days ago actually, uh, I was interviewing Josette Kernahan. We were talking about sci-fi. We were talking about people passing away and the pleasure of uh, community uh, friendships within a community, you know, of shared interest, and the uh, the sadness of things ending. Uh, she was talking about filk music and wanting that, missing it, and another one was uh, the dead authors reading at the local convention, with a sort of you know, chan- channel the spirit of uh, of an author. 
And both of these sounded great. But it, of course, it takes people to do these things. <clears throat> Another side to filk music is that she was talking about was that it was, uh, it got quite heated, got quite passionate, and uh, passionate and personal. And I'm just imagining people sort of uh, doing what musicians do and, you know, taking songs. Like somebody makes a song and then another person goes, oh, I really like that. Maybe they, you know, they borrow it, the whole thing. Uh, or they, you know, they borrow the music part. Or imitate or something like that. And somebody else gets upset. <laughs> it's like, was it imitation is the sincerest form of flattery? You know, but... <laughs> You know, some people don't like to be flattered, or it depends on the time of day it is. <clears throat> oh, I'm having a moment where I'm recognizing a a Christmas tree. Uh, it's had all its branches cut off, and it's uh, stuck stuck up in another tree. So it's it's just a pole. And uh, just had a moment of recognition. I know what you are. Why, why are you up in a tree? I'm sensing kids. I'm sensing... That seems like something I would do. I can remember one place where I lived. I built a... Uh, I, I built... I, I didn't know how to make a, um, I didn't know carpentry, but uh, I could hammer some nails and stuff, so I did that, and I had a, I could sort of climb up, and I had a little platform, and just just recalling that, that was interesting. It was sort of like being on a ship, almost, like a kind of crow's nest. So, what's next? Well, uh, I'm inspired. Uh, the artwork that I, I was mentioning, I was looking at today. There's a couple things going on. I think I mentioned Klaatu. And uh, Klaatu has this uh, pneumatic... Uh, it makes song actually it makes a number of references to a ship of an airship or uh, a wind a vehicle of wind and it, and it uh, it reminded me of a number of a number of elements and one thing I was thinking about today as I was working on that article for Ethan, uh, Ethan Siegel. one of the things I was thinking about was another way instead of going to the turn of the century I could go to uh, the late 1960s I could go to the summer of love and write about 
the Beatlesque group of quote unquote scientists. And I was I've been th- toying with the idea of metaphysicians, right? So these are scientists of the mind, philosophers, and that they've uh, they're engaged in. I was thinking that maybe they actually just discover this um, pneumatic uh, railway system that uh, takes them places. Something like that. And there actually was a... uh, uh, just a sort of um, sample uh, of this kind of system. Pneumatic uh, railway that was done in New York. And it could have been, but it was just so cheap... Uh, gasoline, because it was a byproduct of kerosene, apparently. And so that, uh, uh, but it's sort of, sort of, I was just thinking of what could have been. The other thing, too, is that you still have to create that pressure. So there's that as well. You know, and, uh, <laughs> you know, to make the steam, you know, you have to burn coal or... You know, you have to find somewhere else to uh, create that. You know, and and of course, it's it's all about the money, right? It's all about uh, how can one profit off of that. Um, <laughs> oh, you can profit by charging. You no, know, it's like the energy side of it, right? How can you turn that into a uh, a product? And so, oh, that's awesome. Ah, so let's see. Hurry for time. Slowly moving into, towards the third act. Uh, Slowly leaving the underworld, undermined. Spider Robinson's undermined. Such a great thing to think about as well, because in the undermined, it was that it's just that we don't spend enough time down there, uh, but we're all down with it. <laughs> we are we we are all existing down there, and that we can we can communicate. It's just that we're not. And, uh, and too, there's other stuff down there. But again, you know, we're just so unplugged from, from ourselves and uh, living in terror. But in the Undermind, there's this, uh, there's this chance to uh, explore and... It's also framed in a very positive way. It's, it, and too, I think it's so interesting because uh, externally, right, we, you know, we are to live in the external world. We are to coexist. We are to, um, and yet, of course, we don't coexist, you know. It's always this, and too, I'm speaking for myself, right, this, you know, this daily kind of calm down, calm down, calm down. <clears throat> Uh, and, yeah, you know, not trying not to worry, of course, but it's trying, so you're still worrying, you know, and trying, and, you know, 
finding ways, ineffective ways to cope, right? Somehow you manage to make it through. But, um, just finding my way through this maze to the center, to the middle. So it's a, it's a hodgepodge of ideas and um, thoughts. Ideas and thoughts. And it's... There is this coalescing. I think the thing, too, is that the, the main character that I'm thinking about... Uh, I'm really liking this, the notion of the undermine. So I think I'm going to use it as an homage for my, uh, you know, summer, uh, summer of love. Sub. What is it? It's not the. It's not the marine. Something like sub psyche. But it's these. Uh, I don't know if you've seen the yellow submarine, but if you could imagine them as, as these, you know, gentlemen, right? But that they are uh, inventors and it'd be interesting if they were kind of like. If they were musicians, in a sense. And, you know, say that in a similar way to Spider Robinson's uh, theme, where we get to the synthesis at the end, that Spider Robinson is... (laughs) It'd be great to have Spider Robinson show up in the story as this uh, explorer. You know, he's in this... He's floating on this lotus... lotus cloud, right? And uh, just floating along, eyes... eyes closed, but the... the third eye is popped open. Kind of uh, Doctor Strange of the uh, subconscious. Anywho, I have this, I have a couple scenes that I keep imagining, which is these guys go down, it's, it's almost like into a basement, or uh, also too, that they end up somewhere where somebody actually exists, like these people are dwelling uh, in the, you know, the unconscious collective, uh, the undermind, that these people are dwelling in the undermind. Turning to ah uh, yes, but the the job at hand, which is sequel, 
I'm supposed to finish up the sequel. Really, it's just, it all hinges just on one moment. I, I've already done a lot of work on it, and it would be good just to hand it over to the to my critique partner for this and to uh, ask some pointed questions. What are the pointed questions? Uh, what 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 are weak territories for me in, in uh, this sequel that I'm writing? characters that I've introduced that I'm not sure where they're going or their purpose and say maybe my uh, uh, critique partner that they can suggest something back, but uh, I'm going to keep walking for, I guess, about 15 minutes. See if I can squeeze out some more stuff. I've, uh, I've ordered uh, the next uh, book. I put it on hold. And uh, the next Spider Robinson book is, uh, I think it's called Callahan's Cross Time Bar, something like that. And I quite like the notion of the cross time. Uh, it sounds like a couple things are going on there. So, you know, sort of a, a time traveling. So looking forward to that. They didn't have the actual um, book. Uh, instead, they had a compilation. So I think it's about two or three books that they've put together. And anything else? I'm hoping it's a. I'm hoping this is a good sign of. Let's see, to almost like say exercise, because I've mentioned before, I've been finding it, I found it very difficult to read, and <laughs> so why would I do, why would I have a critique partner? The argument there is that it's a give and take, and that, you know, so it's sort of an investment. I'm getting something back. And two, I, the other part of reading Spider Robinson is there's a bunch of things. He's local, you know. He goes to this local convention. Uh, if and when I meet him, or even if I'm talking with other people, it'd be great to say, you know, I have definitely read something instead of I feel like I've read something of his. Uh, you know, or you just sort of know about the person. And, and two, there's, there's a lot, you know, there's a, for me, there's a lot uh, to speak to, you know, in, in that first book. And so, I, you know, I'm looking forward, I'm curious to see sort of what the next step is. 
<laughs> yeah, where do you go from there? He's, you know, he's, uh, he's saved the world. <laughs> and, you know, what do you do for Act 2? I mentioned uh, Ethan Siegel and I, I was I was getting a vibe. If you go to the uh, www.vcon.ca, I got this vibe right away because he was dressed up uh, uh, basically as a as a princess or as a fairy godmother. And so he's got his beard, and there's all this, you know, there's a tiara. I think I saw the bigger picture as well, the bigger picture, a larger um, photo. Uh, and two, so say he has submitted this, uh, I'm assuming. But, you know, sort of that's my sort of first tip-off. And then later I read that he's, uh, he's gay, uh, he has a husband, and... So I just sort of filed that away, and a lot of what I've read, uh, no, and two, everything I've read, is just concentrating on his, uh, the sphere of interest, but there's always this uh, uh, costume, costume dressing up, cosplay, and... Uh, some epic costumes too. There was one that was a uh, a NASA. It was either a NASA satellite or a telescope, and I couldn't figure it out at first until I uh, until I sort of looked around. It was like, oh, it's a telescope in space. Oh, uh, why am I saying this? Uh, in both of the articles that I've, I've done, and what I want to continue doing is sort of say, looking for a, a story within it, to sort of get an, a, sort of a, a bit more uh, idea. And one thing that popped up was that uh, Ethan has been criticized uh, about... Uh, how he appears. And I thought this was a good sort of uh, connection. And I didn't really, I didn't, I, I, I didn't talk about uh, uh, LGBTQ. I sort of mentioned it because uh, in one article he talked about how within the science community there is uh, discrimination. And, you know, it's, you know, they're, they're working on improving that, uh, improving the situation. <clears throat> and it's, it's, it's so weird to hear about, but at the same time, it, it kind of backs up my, just my general feeling of how, quote unquote, the world uh, works or the world I live in, where 
It's like, oh, you know, aren't we over this yet? It's like, no, you know, it's not, it's not over. <clears throat> but, the, but that was something that uh, didn't really, didn't really turn up in uh, other online descriptions. And so I wanted to move it in uh, because he's doing cosplay and he's saying, you know, uh, or he said in, in various places that uh, science fiction conventions were great places where uh, it felt safe, you know, and you can explore and that uh, just basically that there's a sense of community. Anyways, so, one of the things that I did uh, that, that may or may not work, uh, I double-checked that he is involved with LGBTQ, and, you know, the answer is yes, he's not, he's not in the closet, he's out, uh, but I, I reached out to the local uh, community, the local LGBTQ, and uh, to a number of groups. And it, it, if it feels like the right thing to do, I'm not quite sure, because, uh, you know, it's not sort of like, you know, Ethan's not uh, raising the flag, but... It, it just made sense to me, and I, I thought, you know, wait a second, this is a great opportunity. Uh, and to it might not work out that way, but um, why not? And to I, I, I could get told later, you know, hey, don't do that. <laughs> it's uh, <clears throat> what do I mean by that? I, I think it's fine. I, I, and to this is, this is me with you know. <laughs> not trusting the undermined, right? Uh, what? Why not? And two, that was my thought. Reaching out to these, uh, to he has two communities. You know, he's you know the science astrophysicist, uh, astrophysics. So I contacted uh, the university. Uh, we have uh, we have a planetarium that I wanted to actually contact, so it's good that I'm mentioning, it's good that we're talking, and I'm just having a, an interesting moment, I think it's because no one has said to me, given me guidelines, you know, so I'm sort of using my own guidelines and kind of guessing, sort of say, you know, if, if Ethan isn't, if there's no big articles about it, this could be the, the first one. Right? This could be the first uh, opportunity for that because we have a national uh, newspaper tabloid uh, called Extra. And I've seen it on uh, the street in Vancouver and uh, I know at least one writer in Vancouver, Morgan. And... <laughs> oh, I see. Uh, someone's kid is running away. It's a moment in motherhood. Oh, the kid's making a dash for the street. Oh. Whew. 
and the mother saved the child. Seriously, though, the kid was bolting for the uh, intersection. And now it's, now it's tantrum time, I guess. <laughs> I'm an old woman trapped in a girl's body. Uh, so, there we go, happy ending. A nice story. Um, with this experience, with reaching out to communities, that I'd like to uh, <clears throat> figure out what the communities are for the other guests of honor, and uh, reach out to uh, these uh, communities, figure that out. And two, I am curious. I am curious. Uh, and two, not not criticizing, right? But I just after after working on this article, basically it's about diversity. Um, what uh, you know, Ethan was facing because you know he's being you know there's this critique of uh, how he looks, how he looks, how he lives, basically, and. And two, there are there are trolls, and there are, there are uh, sort of the subtle trolls, you know, the people who will, um, you know, they're much more polite about their uh, attacks, you know. But that's sort of like a two-handed compliment, a backhanded compliment, that kind of stuff. And. So it was it was it was a great opportunity for me. Uh, you know, I can I can fall into that category of, you know, straight white. Uh, uh, you know, it's it's not all roses and sunshine, but you know, sort of that's that's where I am. So it's great to be able to um, confront that or to. Uh, sort of uh, provide opportunity. And I'm just sort of thinking about it going, you know, that here's an opportunity to uh, invite, involve, even if it's just, say, you know, this, uh, these group of people, this community, contact him and say th something like, you know, hey, after, the, after VCon, or during VCon, can we show up, take some photos of you in, you know, your regalia? Or can we do an interview? It's good for everybody. And, and, and it's not just that. It's, it's confronting, you know, fear, right? It's confronting, uh, you know, and just sort of like dispelling it. You know, there's nothing to be afraid of, right? That, uh, you know, these are people... And there's no, there's no violence. That's the thing we should be afraid of. We should be afraid of violent people, right? And two, not even afraid. We ought to be finding these people and saying, you know, hey, wow, why are you so messed up? How can we help you? You know, is there, 
you know, can work with us to create a uh, a better structure, um, you know, to get you coping skills. Maybe working with other people who are living in fear and terror, and you know, say, how can you make peace in the undermined? You know, do we, you know, <laughs> do you want us to teach meditation in schools? You know. Uh, uh, yeah. Hey, we're here. How can we help? So, you know, here's one thing that uh, this guy can do. <clears throat> and two, it's 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 personal. I have uh, I have friends and family who are across the spectrum. And I know the I know the fear is that it becomes normal, and then all of a sudden everybody is LGBTQ, and it's like, sorry, no, that's not how it works. And uh, if it's a choice between, you know, fear and being around people, you know, that's the thing: is more freedom equals is is good for everybody uh, more equality is good for everybody more diversity seriously you know as as a man you're going to be happier as a woman you're going to be happier person of color regardless your ideology Moss you're talking about a utopia yeah I know right it's the end of the world right <laughs> You know, borders will collapse. We'll be all singing "Kumbaya," you know, uh, reaching our uh, reaching our arms across the across the world. <clears throat> it's a nightmare, but it's a nightmare I want to live in. You know, I would prefer. I always prefer hanging around with people who are, you know, not preaching hate or violence, and you know, who are uh, instead. Uh, yeah, they're offering the instead. We've got to be close to the undermine now. Yes, we are in the undermine. So on that note, uh, let's take care of each other. You know, let's provide opportunities to uh, for compassion and for information and awareness uh, to sort of take take away. Uh, the, you know the difference, and instead to be seeing uh, our humanity. Uh, thank you, Spider Robinson. <laughs> All right, take care. <laughs>